Welcome to Alex and Annie, the real women of vacation rentals. With more than 35 years combined industry experience, Alex Husner and Annie Holcomb have teamed up to connect the dots between inspiration and opportunity, seeking to find the one story, idea, strategy, or decision that led to their guest's big aha moment. Join them as they highlight the real stories behind the people and brands that have built vacation rentals into the $100 billion industry it is today. And now, it's time to get real and have some fun with your hosts, Alex and Annie. Welcome to Alex and Annie, the Real Women of Vacation Rentals. I'm Alex. And I'm Annie. And we're here today with Thomas Shaper, who is co-founder and head of project for DAC. Thomas, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah, we've we've been talking to you and some of your other teammates for several months now. So very excited to have you on and and hear more about what what you guys have have going have going on and how your growth has just been just crazy. I feel like the last few months, I just keep hearing about DAC and so many people are starting to use your service and it's just really exciting. But before we get started, can you give our audience a little bit of back of your background and involvement within the vacation rental and tourism space? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we started DAC about um, three or four years ago. So it was late 2019, early 2020. Um, We actually came from outside the vacation rental space. Uh, Damon and I were both really avid travelers and love traveling. Um, Well, I love traveling. Damon traveled a lot for work um, because he was an exec at eBay previous to, to working with DAC. And so um, both of us were kind of talking one day um, and, and both had the same frustrations with, with guest experience and travel. Um, we wanted to um, just improve guest experience in general um, and had this you know, great idea for an app. Um, and, uh, and then I think three, three months after we started talking was, was March, 2020. <laughs> so <laughs> things changed up a little bit. Um, but we kind of c- continue to pursue building out a product and, and something, you know, uh, meaningful for guests and meaningful for operators. Um, and actually that still resonated with investors, um, in 2020. And then they realized that everything was going to go contactless anyways and touchless. Right. So, um, we actually got funding in October of 2020. Um, I remember going uh, to two person and person VC meetings. Everything else was virtual, um, which was really weird. Yeah. Uh, la- launched launched the product in January of 2021, uh, and I've been growing it ever since. Um, but yeah, it's been crazy. Just you know, growing it, uh, growing a team virtually, growing the product virtually, fundraising virtually. Everything's been virtual, but it's been really an exciting journey for sure. So when you guys um, decided that you were going to do this, did, did you have a strong technology background to be able to like build this from? And, and, and if so, like what, w- what was your technology background? You said you kind of dabbled in vacation rentals, kind of came into this space because you like to travel, but what was it about your technology background? If you had it, that, that brought you to build what you built? Yeah, absolutely. So um, on on Damon's side, Damon had built a, a company called GSI Commerce that today you would know as Fanatics, um, which was basically the e-commerce engine that powered 
uh, Ralph Lauren, Dick Sporting Goods, Estee Lauder, all these big companies, MLB oh. and NBA. Um, and then that company had sold to eBay. Um, and then he was head of business development at eBay. So his background was very much, you know, tech for, for companies that they couldn't build themselves, right? Plus he had this good experience with Marketplace at eBay. I came from product and, and mobile development. The company I was working at before um, DAC was actually called Gallivance here. It was a tech startup in uh, Las Vegas. Um, and it was all about uh, tours and activities booking in Vegas. So if you didn't know what to do, we could come up with an entire itinerary for you. It was all digital. And right before I met Damon, uh, we were working on a product called Table Party, which was kind of booking like last minute uh, VIP tables at the clubs, um, nightclubs and day clubs and all that. Right. And um, and then it was kind of getting some traction and some interest. Um, but then we kind of, I met Damon. I said, this is this is way cool. I want to do this with, with Damon. And, and that's how we kind of got started there. It's very robust. I think that was kind yeah. of the first thing that I thought of when we did a demo of, of DAC several months ago. And even just now looking at your site again, it's DACinc.com. If anybody wants to go check it out, there is a lot that this does. This is not just an app, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. there's, there's, there's a lot in here. So just l- looking at some of the solutions that are offered, I mean, the guest verification, the digital access and smart locks, is that products that you have white labeled into yours or is that tech that you have built? Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of goes, it kind of goes back to that original story of like as travelers, you know, we weren't operators. We were, we were, you know, outsiders kind of coming into the space and we just kind of saw this gap in in technology. Right. And so, you know, everything, and I I was just, I was on a a guest webinar the other day, kind of talking about the same thing, but everything in your state journey really up until you get to your accommodation is digital, right? So you, you book, you know, you book your experience on, on Airbnb or Verbo, right? Uh, you get, you can get through the airport with the Delta Airlines app. Um, I mean, I just lost uh, my, my debit card the other day and I forgot that I had a replacement for three weeks because I was using Apple Pay everywhere with my phone, right? So it's just kind of, <laughs> yeah. Digital everything is. And then, you know, we were just talking about staying at, at Verma at, at Little at, uh, at Little Caesars. Eat <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of pizza at that. Sorry, Caesars. <laughs> That's funny. At um, at Caesars Palace, but um, but you yeah, so you have this whole digital experience, and then you get to Caesars Palace, and you wait in an hour and a half line to check in. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Right. So it's where we boggling. Yeah, just crazy. Yeah, and they don't even offer you a drink or anything. It's just nuts. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make it yeah. But um, yeah, so then you uh, you have so like our initial vision was everything in the guest experience should be digital and it should be mobile first. And so that was kind of why it's such a robust platform, because that was the original like Figma that we built out together before we even started writing one line of code was I'm a guest. I land at the airport. How can this be completely seamless and digital for me? And that included everything from check-in to check-out, access, all of that. Um, it's pretty crazy how much that's evolved and, and how many partners there are out there for, for us to use now. So, yeah, we do we do partner with a couple of companies for, for certain components of the product, right? Like Superhog is a really big partner for us for, for guest verification. But we want to make everything built into the app, right? So we don't want you to, like, 
have to pop over to Superhug to get verified, then come back to the app. Everything's in the app. You wouldn't know that you're using Superhug when you're doing it. It's all it's all built in um, completely in the same interface um, on the on the app. What I loved about it when we did the demo, because um, they sent me a reservation, like a dummy reservation, and just like acted like I, it was mine. And I thought it was really neat. And I, I think such a great tool is that you can do all these upsells within it. So if somebody wants to, again, you have the ability to, I think, I don't, I don't remember if it was like through open table, like you can book a reservation in a restaurant nearby spas, you know, in ski markets, you can do all of the different things that you need to do. So like for you, how is that putting all that together? Because again, every market is a little different. So yeah. there's different, you know, there are some companies that specialize in, a, you know, attractions and activity tickets for like tons of markets. So it's easier, but when you go granular into some of these markets that maybe don't have a national brand behind some of this stuff, how do you guys attack that? Because again, that that's, that's a really big opportunity for property managers to be able to do upselling and, and really make a more robust guest experience, you know, outside of the app. But how do you, how do you na- navigate that? No, absolutely. It's, it's a great question. And, and I think the, the power of the upsells in the app is that you're doing all these other things, but we really do all those other things to get you to the spot where you'll do an upsell, right? So you do the verification, you do the access, you do everything as a guest, but I'm using the app throughout my stay, especially if the operator has integrated access. I'm using the uh, app. I think our average is around 12 times per stay. So I'm opening it, I'm looking at it, and we keep those upsells like really front and center everywhere you go. Um, And then having the operator... Every operator we talk to, we're like, you can do upsells with DAC. You can make more money with DAC. You know, try the upsells. And they're like, great, but I don't want to do any more work. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is like resounding uh, across yeah. the board. No one, no one has the bandwidth for it, really. And so sure. I kind of put it in the three buckets of upsells that we do. We have our digital upsells, I would call them, like early check-in, you know, where you'll, you'll request early check-in. Operator can automatically approve it depending on occupancy. The lock will automatically be updated. So the operator is really not doing any extra work there to capture that revenue. Um, And then we have uh, third-party vendors that we use like Viator that automatically plug in local tours and activities. That's really easy to onboard. um, And you make a commission off each one of those. But I think what's really exciting that we're seeing right now is operators can uh, have a vendor approve and decline upsells and get the guest details and facilitate that directly. And that's really not a lot of work in your local area to go. And um, so we're kind of using the vendors to or the operators to go find vendors in their local area. And it's, it's not that hard. There's always a ski rental guy or yeah. a guide. Um, there's always a personal chef or a masseuse that is looking for more work in the gig economy. There's yeah. always looking for, for more work there. Um, and so what they can do is they can plug that vendor in they get the request operator has nothing to do with it and they're just making more money, you know, as they sleep. So it's, it's a win-win for everybody there. And I think, I think what's really critical about that, sorry, I'm rambling here, but uh, I'm probably the most excited about that part of the, uh, the app is I think what's really critical there is, you know, showing local businesses that these people are coming from short-term rentals, I think is so crucial because, as yeah, you're going absolutely. And, and regulations and all this, show them that, hey, you know, we're a driver of the local economy. We're not detracting yeah. at all. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Do you guys have, um, I think one of the things that Alice and I have debated is um, the viability of getting people to download an app versus like just texting them something. I've experienced it both ways. And I have to say, like, 
I didn't mind downloading an app. I mean, it, you know, it, it gave me a really great insight on how things work. Um, but I know there, you know, that that's probably in some markets, maybe harder than others. So how do you guys go about, um, engaging someone that might say like, uh, you know, we've tried apps before, like our guest, is it going to download that? Like, what's your approach? Yeah. Yeah. So now we actually do have a web version and a native version of the same app. Oh, good. Um, it was kind of that. So w- what's really interesting is we, our numbers were tremendous, like for, for downloading the app, um, yeah. for communication, um, but no one really believed us, <laughs> but we were seeing, you know, 80, 85% on average across the board and some operators even up into like 120, 140% cause they'll get additional right. guests to register per day. Sure. Um, and it's all about how you communicate it. Right. So you don't want it to say, um, you know, you have to download this app or you need to download this app. It's, you know, it's, Hey, to explore the local area, to learn more about your property, um, to, you know, to purchase early check-in, you know, download the app or, you know, click on this link um, and, and making it exciting and enticing and the, and the right verbiage is so key. Um, and and what I think what we really see, which is interesting, is particular in this vacation rental space is guests really do want to go look at that property before they stay there. So they want to see the pictures. Yeah. They want to see what's available. They want to see the upsells. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it might be the one vacation they take a year, right? They, they, yeah. they mm-hmm. saved up all year for this, this house in, in Hilton Head and they're going to want to explore it. And, and so we actually see guests download the app when they do download it, you know, 31 days out on average, right? So they, they're, they're really, really curious. And then you have this really engaged audience kind of the entire time before check-in. Now, do you have the ability to share the property with family and friends from the app also? Yeah, yeah, which is really, it's, it's great for a, lo- a lot of reasons, right? Is one, you know, you get all that data as an operator, right? So you get the additional guests, um, you know, contact info as well. You can remarket to them for, for direct bookings as well. Um, you can see who's kind of part of that party and, and make sure like, you know, you know, who's coming in and out of the unit as well. Um, and then it also kind of helps curb questions from anyone in the party, right? So for the right. primary, yeah. yes, they can say, here's the Wi-Fi info, here's how to turn on the hot tub to the rest of their friends and family. And, you know, again, yeah. in the space, you do see um, we've had some record, you know, additional guests groups. I think we've had as much as, as 10 or 12 um, from one of our operators in, in uh, Tennessee. So it's just really interesting to see that many people as part of one uh, group. And there's some, so there's some cool stuff in the roadmap that we want to do with that um, additional guests kind of family, you know, maybe split the bill in an upsell, that sort of thing. Um, so and, and are you collecting their email addresses too of, of those guests? And yeah, that, does yeah. that go back to the property manager? Yeah. Yeah. You get everything on mast. Um, we, you can export it from our um, uh, portal. So you get all the on mast email, the phone number, That's everything. Awesome. So you can yeah. kind of, you know, uh, circumvent the, the OTA the next time around. Yeah. It's interesting. There's there's a lot of people, or not a lot, but a, a good amount that are attacking kind of the same problem, but just from a different way. So we just had StayFi on the show recently, yeah. Arthur, and I mean, they're doing it by, in order to get more guest emails, you have to put your, your email in to get the Wi-Fi password, just like if you were at an airport. Yeah. Um, but you're, you're kind of doing the same thing. I mean, if they, they have to have the app for other reasons, but you know, yeah. at that point, you already have their their contact information too. So I, I think that there's a lot of different ways to do it, but that's definitely a problem that, as an operator, we're all trying to solve because 
if you just have one person's email address and it's a eight bedroom home, uh, we were talking to somebody recently that just said, you know, they, they were in an eight bedroom home and only one person got the checkout email about where you bring trash and where you do things. And they said that person left early and they did everything wrong and they got fined, but they're like, we never <laughs> even knew what we were supposed to do. Right. And the, you know, the one guest that left and forward us the email. So I think that the more, the more you can get everybody involved in those details, that just makes for a better stay for your entire party. You know, sure. I mean, if you don't have people that are just not sure what they need to do. So there's a lot yeah. of value to it. No, and I, and I, and I, I think that again, comes back to the verbiage, right. Is, 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 so we do have operators that have really high engagement with the additional guests. Right. And, and that's, you know, you can say, Hey, rather than answer all the questions for the rest of your party, have them download the app as well. They'll mm-hmm. know, you know, what the Wi-Fi is and they won't, you know, uh, text you consistently throughout the stay. And I think yeah. trying to organize a big group like that is probably, a yeah, new, I wouldn't yeah. want to, <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Do you guys um so so collecting the data and you can obviously hold that for yourself? Are you working with anybody that is in multiple markets so they can retarget? Like you know, again, if they're like, I'm just thinking of somebody like a Steve Milo who's got you know Hawaii and Florida and you know maybe some mountain properties, so he can just remarket those for the seasonality of each one of those markets. Yeah, absolutely. So you um. There's rebooking links like all throughout the app, and like we keep adding more just to like really try to drive those direct bookings. And then you can always go back through your past days with DAC and and book again at that same unit or a different unit offered by that host. And then there's some cool stuff you can do with uh, the communication sequences after the guest checks out. So you can say, "Hey, book again with us directly. Uh, here's a coupon, that sort of stuff." Um, you can also have them. You can, there's like a coupon release mechanism. So you can create a, a discount in your PMS, which almost every PMS that has a direct booking engine has, right? So mm-hmm. you create a coupon yeah. code um, and then you put it into a short code on DAC. And then you say, hey, sign up for DAC, um, you know, download our app, and then you'll get 15% off the next day. You capture that guest info, and then you release the coupon code to them. And then they try to book again with you directly that way as well. So we're trying to hit it from, pretty much any side possible. And, and we definitely have seen it, which is really cool is the same guest showing up and our data um, for the same operator booking again, using the app again is really exciting to see. Is, yeah. is the app branded for the property or is it branded as DAC? Yeah. So the native app is DAC. Uh, it's the DAC app. Um, and then, you know, the, the web version, we can obviously um, a little bit easily or a little bit more easily, you know, white label. Um, I think, for most of the operators we work with, right, it just wouldn't make sense for them to have a native app if you have 30 doors, 50 doors, even 100 sure. doors, right? We have had some conversations with the guys with, you know, 800 to 1,000 doors, right? That really are, it's then for them, it's almost like a build or buy, right? Like mm-hmm. they're thinking about building a native app themselves, you know, why not use um, our technology and, and, and have a native app that we've already built. Right. But yeah, for, for most everybody, it's, it's the DAC app. And it, I think it makes the most sense. It's kind of, I kind of see it as like a clear for hospitality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like you use it everywhere, you download it once you register once and you can check in anywhere, that sort of thing. Right. Does yeah. it have functionality where if so somebody's already been screened at one company that if they go to stay with another company, they don't have to go through that process again? Yeah, so that other operator would get that guest info as well. 
Um, and all that would happen for that guest if they still had the app on their phone, but they just get a push notification that says, you know, your stay at, you know, unit 208 is confirmed. Uh, you can go check in there as well. Um, right. Yeah. Also, yeah. So naturally the next question would be then, are you going to do an OTA that guests can search for other properties that use your app? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you download the app today, uh, you can, you can search uh, most of the properties that actually work okay. with us. Um, and yeah. that's definitely a direction uh, that we're exploring for sure, because we do have this oh. great inventory of operators. Um, we were, we were debating it at first on, you know, uh, what would this look like and, and, and what would, you know, what would that OTA look like? And then we kind of realized that, Hey, wait a second. Like most of our operators really are great operators, right? Like if they're willing to work on guest experience and take it to the next level, they're probably already a super host or a great host. So we actually have like a really great inventory of homes yeah. available there. That's so awesome. I have to ask this question because I always ask these weird questions. Dak, <laughs> the yeah. name, like it, it doesn't roll off the tongue and speak to what this is. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, if I, if someone said you need to download this DAC app, I'd be like, it, I don't, I would, I would, I was thinking like maintenance or I don't even, they couldn't even like wrap my head around. Like that's what this would be. So wh- how did you guys come up with the name? And do you see yourself like changing it to modify it to more speak uh, the language or, you know, kind of ide- be more identifiable? Yeah, yeah, I think um, you know rebranding is always always out there, right? And and we talk to to marketing experts, right? Um, like Alex or or yourself, right? So, um, but no, I think what happened is it was kind of just a placeholder. Um, it was something like digital access and and code and key or something like that, and and we had it. Um, and we actually were working with a consulting firm in, in, um, Venice is actually one of the investors. Um, it's the guy that came up with the Kia hamsters. Um, so he's <laughs> pretty, oh, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. and he's like, you know, we, so we were talking about changing it before we even launched. And he's like, you know what, this is kind of quirky. You remember it. It's four letters. There's no competitive, uh, search phrases for it. Yeah, um, you can find it easily on Google stuff like that. So we're like, he's like, actually, you know, I kind of recommend keeping it for now um, and just rolling with it. And so we're like, okay, we'll we'll stick with it, and away we went. So yeah, just yeah. Uh, is out there now. <laughs> <laughs> no looking back, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys have done a great job, I think, with overall the branding, with the design of yeah. it. I mean, you 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 have a very different um, look to your demonstration at the trade shows. Yeah, to to the app. I mean, it's 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 very clean, but I like the black and the white, and that it can be you know customized to the operator. So yeah. it's and that was kind of the idea with the with the branding. Yeah. You asked about that earlier. Is we what we really wanted is like Dak the brand not to be. Um, any particular like color or super memorable or anything like that. Like we're basically yeah. the slate that you build your brand on. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fill it in. So basically any logo, any pictures, anything looks good in that app because it's black and white, right. There's no right. contrasting colors or anything like that. Um, and that was kind of the idea with even, even what we built out on the, the site is the idea is it kind of feels like blueprints. It's kind of like where you yep. build your technology from your tell your story from, our platform, right? And we try to stay as neutral as, as possible in that way. Yeah, that's smart. I like that. I mean, that definitely for what you guys have, that's going to solidify the guest experience and using that and remembering DAC as well as the operator, you know, much, much more so than if it was completely customizable. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I think it's really interesting depending on the operator, right. Is, you know, we have like the, the guy, the guy with 20 doors um, and we, you know, we love all our operators, but the guy with 20 doors, we'll get support tickets um, where the guest doesn't really know even what channel they booked on. Right. Um, yeah. So it's kind of weird because they, they're using the DAC app. Um, they don't really know the name of the host they're staying with. They don't know the channel they booked on. Right? If they do with someone like you know Casago or Grand Welcome or Homes and Villas, right? They're gonna know where they where they originally booked that. Right. Um, a lot of these guys they don't, so it really doesn't even matter at that point. What it's just download this app or click on this link and follow the instructions out, um, and 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 they kind of go with it from there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So what what would you say is the ideal type of client that you're going after? Is it somebody that's on um, a PMS that just doesn't, they don't already, they don't offer an app or they don't offer a, a good guest experience in an app? Because I think that's that's kind of what I've seen more is that everybody has some version of an app, most of the software companies, but very few of them are actually anywhere. I don't think any of them actually are anywhere near this good <laughs> if, if it's yeah, native to yeah. that PMS, right? Yeah. Um, but like, like to tell us about like what the reason somebody normally comes to you that is, is the right customer. Yeah. It's interesting because we, we, um, we have a variety of customers. I think it's, I think what's so interesting about the space, what's been a huge, huge learning for, for me and Damon, um, is how different each operator is, right? You have high, high end luxury operators, you have everything in between and, and they all kind of find a reason to use the platform and it's, it's never any one as like specific reason. Which yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, but they, they all, they all end up there somehow. Um, but what's really interesting is uh, I think it, with the first, the first few PMSs we integrated with um, one of them was Streamline and one of them was Escapia and both of them have pretty decent apps, but um, you know, you, you realize from a technology standpoint, you know, there's so much I want to do with our tech and just mm-hmm. on just this guest experience app alone. And it's, you know, there's a, there's a, the broader companies are talking about like all in one and, you know, um, you know, incorporating everything into the PMS, this sort of thing. And it's like, it's just not, I don't, I don't see how it's even feasible from a technology standpoint, knowing how much I have on my roadmap and how much mm-hmm. I want to develop with a team that we have. Um, and they're working on, trust accounting and inboxes and multi-calendar and channel integrations and all this stuff. Right. And then for a lot of these guys, you know, the, the app, the customers are telling us that the guest experience app has pretty much been frozen for the last five years, like no new features, no new yeah. change in the field and all that. And um, I think that, I think the look and the field does matter. Right. I think improving it, making it sure it's modern, updating it regularly is, is pretty important as you, as you go as a company. Um, so uh, yeah, I think it's, it's interesting who we sell to and, um, the fact that these guys have a free app in their PMS, but they're still going to pay for DAG just because they see so much new features and new stuff coming out with it. It's pretty interesting to see. Yeah. Simon, uh, Lehman, a good friend of ours, of the show and ours, um, he has been doing a lot of um, posts and kind of studies about like the technology within the space and like what exists. And he had a chart out, I think it was about two weeks ago that showed where the technology sits in the verticals within vacation rentals and guest experience or what's deemed guest experience was like the largest segment. And if you had asked me, I would have said PMS is because he had done a post mm-hmm. not too long before that about PMS is. And I 
was blown away at the number of these little small bespoke systems, you know, like in Asia and Europe, and there's more of them popping up in the U.S. But how do you, in a crowded space, how do you, how do you see your ability to differentiate yourself and stand out? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I think um, it's, it's, it's crazy because, you know, in 2019, when we first started talking about this, um, a lot of the stuff we wanted to do was either like newly viable or, or not even viable, right? So like, you know, even the digital access partnerships that we've worked on um, over the last couple of years, that sort of stuff and, and managing key codes. I mean, we have to like, you know, basically beat down the door at Allegiant and Yale and those places to get access to those APIs, right? Um, and so, yeah, so it was, it, was so, it was so new then that there was, you know, basically no one in the space and it, it really got crowded fast. But I think what's really interesting is in terms of penetration of the market, I think we're still probably, you know, maybe five, 10% of operators are using, you know, guest tech, right? I think there's yeah. so much white space, blank space there. Um, I really don't even, we honestly don't come across competitors on most calls. I think most calls that we have is, you know, DAC versus the status quo, right? Like whatever, you know, you're doing today with, offline mm-hmm. locks and, you know, and, and, and a binder in your unit. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're, not, yeah. we're trying to persuade you to go digital. We're not trying to persuade you to switch from, yeah. you know, like uh, a Parado to DAC or something like that. We just, we don't even come across each other really. And I've talked to their team too, and, and they don't, they don't really come across us as much either. It's just such a blank space. And it's such a big space that, you know, it's, it's been, it's been pretty great to, to grow into it. No, that's funny definitely- you say that. Oh. Okay. No, I was going to say just the talking about the the book, the flip book. So I stayed with a very large brand not too long ago and I had booked through an OTA, didn't know that I was going to be in this brand, but they had me download an app and I downloaded the app and then it was just turned out most of it was like via tech. So it was fine, but I did get to the unit and I thought it was really funny because I had seen your app and I'd seen all the things that were sitting in it. And I was like, they had me download this app. I have the app but I get to the room and everything is still in a book. There's still these, you know, manila folders with things for like, you know, here's your Wi-Fi and here's your instructions for the AC. And this is what happens if your, you know, your power goes out. Like it it was just really dumbfounding to me that like I downloaded this. They had been communicating with me, trying to upsell me on coming in early, staying an extra day, those kind of things. But that part of it, that all that paper stuff was still sitting there in the unit. And I think that's where, that's where we, what you guys have, like, just, it really just jumps in. It's like, you know, especially with COVID, they wanted you to take all of that stuff out of, out of units. Like, so there wasn't paper and you needed to be able to have a digital way to get to them. And I think it's just so much easier to be on the fly, change and update and add, um, you know, as opposed to going to every single unit and going, did I put the menus in there, you know? It's crazy because we couldn't, yeah, we couldn't even use menus for a while. Remember on right, yeah, yeah, yeah everything exactly. was a QR code, yeah. yeah. No, and it's it's really. I mean, we're really. I think with this with this uh, industry is you know really persuading people to go digital and and even the, even the, even like what we were talking about earlier with the notion on you know guests don't want to download an app and then you go to Verma and you downloaded the Verma app for the, you know, the vacation yeah. conference. Right? It didn't work. Guests and consumers download apps, you know, every day and they, they want everything to be digital. Um, but the operators still have this inclination towards like print. Like we have some operators that request, yeah. you know, QR code for every item in the property to link to a specific page, you know, on DAC, right? Like, so they could link to like the web version. And I'm like, 
do you do you really want to print out you know yeah. codes and manage the links for those for each yeah. property across oh you know 100 property portfolio that sounds worse yeah. than going yeah. digital right so get, get the guests to download an app or, or, or click on the link right get them engaged it's super easy to manage from there and, and you don't have to worry about the rest you know yeah it's definitely it's like it's a curve to get people out of what they're used to and i know here in myrtle beach as well as where annie is you know these are both various in panama city very established vacation rental industries that you know in in our in condos there's not only your materials that you have but also the chamber of commerce normally has a visitor's guide and that has to be updated every single year and really it becomes a operational nightmare because It's to to try and when you're in multiple different properties to try and streamline that process. If you've got to update 500 in the chamber book, that's a, a hardcover book. So if you've got to update 500 condos with 500 books, they're heavy. You can't just have the maid service bring it up. I mean, like they they don't they don't have time. They don't have the resources to do that. So a lot of times you have whenever you're doing um, unit evaluations that, that stuff like that would get changed out, but still it's hard to schedule <laughs> and make yeah. sure that you're, you're updating. And I, I'd be lying if I, I, I didn't admit that there are several condos I've been in, in our area here that, you know, you, you find a, a visitor's guide that's from several years ago. Yeah. Yeah. No, it. yeah, no it's, it's, it's crazy. And I mean, some of the, some of the processes even beyond the, the guide that operators are still doing that are, <laughs> offline um and 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 manual are, are just crazy to me i mean like we have we have operators that still reset you know locks uh you know manually um we had we had an operator um and i feel okay saying it now because they ended up selling but they were in san diego and, and they were they had their cleaning staff going up on ladders changing the garage code manually after every stay uh, oh my gosh just like wow. crazy <laughs> we have to digitize and like there's definitely something <laughs> to save time on yeah really low hanging fruit there for sure yeah yeah i remember having to do those changes alex in our market when we when i worked for a large company we had um almost 1800 on rental and every year the phone books they yeah. would deliver oh, the, yeah, phone the phone books, books. yeah exactly <laughs> they would, they would deliver them on a pallet to mm-hmm. this convention center that was at the hotel that was part of our company and we would have to go in there and it was like you know here's the stack and you're going to go with the housekeeping team and you're going to go into all these units and then it was like well the hoa we managed the hoa so the hoa is like oh well they want you to do all the units in a building you know so you just spend like two days in a building just pulling that stuff out yeah, so, yeah I mean, in and out. it's just it's just so it's just so amazing to me like the, what technology that, like again operational efficiencies that you can put in place by having something like this yeah, yeah. And, and at the same okay oh, sorry go ahead no, I was just going to say, I, I did stay though at a, at a, uh, caught, I almost just said at an Airbnb. It really was an Airbnb though, because it was an individual owner that I booked directly through on Airbnb this summer, uh, in uh, the Smoky Mountains. And they did have, they had a guest book in the unit, which that's also something that is kind of, it's debated, you know, I mean, there, there's pros and cons. You definitely have to really carefully watch what people are writing in that and remove if there are bad pages. Yeah. But <laughs> if you are an, an individual host that's taking care of that unit, stuff like that is possible to still do and to still make it really feel like it is a local experience. So 
I, I can't say that it's awful having, you know, having books and having those things in the units, no, but it's, no, it's at, at, at enterprise level, it's just really hard. There's no way we could have cleaning crews checking every uh, visitor's book. And, and in the condos here, we used to have um, guest books too. So, and sometimes you'll find a condo that the owner has put one in themselves yeah. that we weren't made aware of. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> Some people just like to have that feedback. They want to know, like, is somebody yeah. saying that they love my unit? I think they also want to do it so they can show like an owner down there, like, hi, you know, these people really liked my unit better. My oh, couch yeah. is prettier than yours. It's, you know, a, it's, it's, a, it's a personal a thing. Yeah. yeah, it really is. Yeah. So that, that, and that's the idea that too is, is if you free up your staff and you free up your team with automation and, and some tech, then you can focus on like the truly cool parts about, you know, hos- hospitality, right? Like you can come up with more engaging conversations you can have with them. It doesn't, every call doesn't have to be about what the Wi-Fi code is or what, you know, how to, how to turn on the hot tub, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of frees up your team to do more memorable, engaging, you know, personal things like that. If you don't have to worry about the rest of that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I love the guest book idea. That's probably, it's probably been one of our most requested in-app features as well. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's it's kind of like reviews, I guess. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. yeah. And we, we just uh, launched like a checkout flow where operators start, are starting to get every checkout survey and, and pre-check-in survey and or, or okay. uh, post-check-in survey and stuff like that. So capturing the feedback is really important, but that guestbook could be pretty cool on, you know, sharing stories, sharing ideas, tips about the local area, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Do you guys, um, do you offer like the ability to put videos in? And, and I, what just popped into mind, Alex, was thinking about Lauren Madewell at Antebellums. Mm-hmm. She's done yeah. some really, really cute and engaging, like fun, like you're about to check in, here's the rules. And she's made light of it. And like, you're about to check out and here's what you need to do. And she dresses up in a bear costume and it's just absolutely hysterical, yeah. but it's just kitschy and it fits the market. So like that kind of thing, like I, I, I've just shared it with people. Like I encourage people like videos. So do you have the capability of embedding a video? Yeah, you can embed, yeah, you can embed videos uh, pretty much in any content category. So this video oh, cool. mm-hmm. sells all that, right? And then um, we actually have our own videos for stuff that people get stuck on, right? So one of the ones that we did is uh, we have animations for how to use smart locks. Um, and so you click need help in the app, and then it'll show you how to use a yell lock or a Schlage lock or an August lock. Yeah. What I realized is... Um, as we were getting support requests and stuff like that is guests don't have never seen a yellow log before. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you've never seen it before, you don't know that you need to wake it up with three fingers. Like uh, or you can click on the yellow logo or press the keypad with three fingers to wake it up. And and you don't also don't know how to lock it. You have to click like the check mark to lock it when you leave. Um, so we had this great team in uh, South Africa come up with this, this set of animations it walks you through it. Um, it was like some actress from South Africa that did the voice. So it's kind of fun. It's got this. Yeah. To it, but <laughs> that's <laughs> that was, awesome. That's really, yeah. And that, that's actually helped. Once, once we implemented those, I think um, our, our support request went like down, I, I'd say probably by half. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. And and these locks are just so like that's, and it's so funny because we had the same problem where it was like, they sent us the instructions, but it wasn't, 
it, it wasn't, it just didn't flow right. So it was like, you know, step one, step two, but it was like, we kept doing it. But if you waited too long, it would reset. And we, yeah. I think we stood outside the unit for like 15 minutes trying to figure the lock. And I'm like, I'm sure the people in the neighborhood were like, are they breaking in? Like what is going yeah, on what's there? Going on? <laughs> so yeah, so I'm good. sure that that's, that's a very helpful, helpful tool to be able to have. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Thought we had like a, we thought we had some some tech issues and, and stuff like that. And and then we were starting to run reports where we're like, no, we're getting like 100 percent, you know, accuracy on, on writing codes, you know, so like it has to be user error. But you never want to tell someone that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It out in the cold. So, yeah, we try to figure out every possible way to get that guest in that unit um, through the user experience, right? Um, that's been like a big, big goal for us because no operator wants to get called at, at 1 a.m., you know? No, <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> Especially definitely if they're not. paying for technology. They want technology <laughs> to solve some of those problems for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so right. how many PMSs that's... do you guys actually, um, are you connected to at this point? Yeah, it's uh, we're up to 18 now. Okay. Uh, um, which has been uh, a feat in itself for sure. Um, our our team our team built a really good architecture that is it makes it pretty easy to plug new new APIs into it. But mm-hmm. um, I think the harder part is you know getting in touch uh, with people at the PMS companies and getting yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. Well, when you're a new kid on the block and they're getting hit up left and right to integrate that it's definitely a challenge, but yeah. you've got to have, it's like, what comes first, what comes first, the, the horse of the cart. And you've got to have enough clients that want to use you for the PMSs to let you in, but you can't get in unless you have the connections. So right. That happen yeah. A lot. yeah. No, yeah. it's crazy. And it's, it's, it's awesome now is, you know, there's so many new ones out there that are completely cloud-based where yeah. you never yeah. even have to contact anyone at that. Yeah, company. the API was there. Um, and I think like uh, Hospitable is one, you know, like I mentioned, that's like and and, and uplisting. Both of those guys have completely open APIs. Um, yeah, yeah. Awesome. And things did not used to be like that. I mean, no. I've been, been in the business for as long as Andy and I have. I mean, gosh, it's it's and really not even that long ago was that still severely an issue. And I know with some of our uh, hotel partners that we've worked with that are condo resorts in the Myrtle Beach area. And in Panama City, where any is, uh, that's that's one of the biggest problems they have with their hotel tech is that they are very much closed off systems. And if you want to do an API into them, hold on, (laughs) brace yourself because it's going to be very expensive and it's going to take a really long time and it might not even work. So it's a a big risk, but it's uh, it's good to see. And we've talked to uh, several of of the CEOs of other PMS companies and Margot and and, um, Marcus and um, Vered at at, at, uh, Guesty, hostfully. Yeah, yeah, all, all of them and just had the same conversation that it's it's exciting and I'm proud that we can say that our industry has taken a very different stance on that versus that uh, the hotel older tech. And okay. we've really just, I think we've really progressed as an industry because of COVID, you know, how much yeah. happened in that time. And, you know, companies like, like DAC is, is just proof of that. So it's, no, it's, I, it's I cool honestly thing. don't think we, I don't think we could be a company in, in 2017 and, and yeah. the <laughs> two things going for us were all the access providers and all the PMSs, you know, opened up their APIs. Yeah. Right. And then the other thing was, you know, the, 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 the positive, you know, spin on, you know, the, the pandemic was, you know, everyone went digital and, 
I knew I knew we had a chance at getting people to engage with an app when like my parents started using Instacart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Things that yeah, that definitely definitely changed. <laughs> yeah, but I, well, I heard, I've heard some crazy stats too on the hotel space. Is I think it's still only like twenty or thirty percent cloud based total. Yeah. 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 And, and it gets really crazy when you've got, there's so much crossover between hotel and vacation rental inventory that they now want to be able to list their properties on vacation rental channels. And I mean, that, that connectivity just is, is very minimal. I mean, if it exists, it's, it's very, it's, it's not anything close to how uh, robust it is on the vacation rental side. I think we've got way more options for distribution just in general um, for our product. Yeah. So thankful that we do <laughs> because I've seen the dark side. It's not fun. <laughs> so what are you most excited about in the new year for DAC? And, and just even personally, like what are, what are some goals or things that you're looking forward to? Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, for us, I think we're really, I think we're really at this point now um, where everything in the roadmap is like, never been done before um or at least i haven't seen it implemented and so there's a lot of really cool stuff like we kind of have our core product set and everything works well from you know check in to check out like i said but now we can kind of do new and exciting things um you know with itinerary with additional guests you know sharing uh, upsell stuff like that and um, we don't have to worry anymore about, you know, making sure that a key code gets rent to a lock or making sure that we're stable with our guest integration, stuff like that. We've kind of worked through all those um, day-to-day hiccups, you know, as a, as a new company. So it's, it should be a really exciting year, you know, product-wise. And I'm, I'm really excited for that, um, you know, especially because that's the part of the company I love to do. Right? It's, it's yeah, that's awesome. And uh, yeah. when you're a co-founder, I've also been like accountant, you know, <laughs> Are, doing a lot jack of all trades right yeah as we've grown the team the jack of all the jack of all trades that's not bad that is I mean, good yeah the jack of all trades because you guys do a lot that's yeah. how we started the podcast yeah. uh, that's i'm gonna steal that one yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. we just want a oh, small fee that. no yeah exactly uh, well, Thomas, it has been wonderful to hear more about what you have going on just to get to know you better. And, and we appreciate um, your support of the podcast, you, you and all your team and, and the company has been great uh, to us. And we appreciate that very much. So thank you again for coming on today. No, thanks so much for having me, guys. I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, it's a pleasure being here. Yeah, absolutely. If anybody wants to get in touch with you, what's the easiest way to contact you? Yeah, they can do uh, Thomas at DAC Inc. would be my email. Um, okay. Or they can go to the website, dacinc.com and, and uh, use the uh, book a demo form there. And, and I'll usually see any of those come through as well. And uh, okay. happy to hear from anybody. Yeah. Okay, great. Awesome. If anybody wants to get in touch with Annie and I, you can go to alexandanniepodcast.com. And until next time, thank you for tuning in, everybody. 